Thank you for tuning in to Overcomers Church podcast today. We hope these messages encourage, build, and strengthen your walk in the Lord. Enjoy the message. We are going to speak uh, about uh, the foundation of humility. Everybody say humility. All right, and uh, the that humility is represented uh, in the through the face of the ox. All right, everybody say the ox. All right, the ox represents servanthood and humility. All right, God blesses, God's word says that God blesses those who walk in humility. All right, Micah chapter 6 verse 8 is the base scripture that we are uh, speaking on this morning. Uh, Micah chapter 6 verse 8, it says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. Everybody say good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Everybody say humbly. All right. So God requires us to walk humbly. Amen. All right. And uh, so we are going to talk about three positions this morning as, as we talk on the foundation of humility. What are the three most important positions of a Christian or of the church? All right. And uh, like I said, this is relevant to the church as a whole. And this is relevant to you and me as individuals. Because why? You and I, we are the church. Say, I am the church. All right? So the first position, the highest position, the first point, sorry, the first point, the highest position as the church. What is the highest position? So the highest position, let's take, the church as an example because we are at church no? alright reverend doctor, doctor right reverend, we have that one no? right reverend, reverend, doctor doctor, bishop apostle, prophet pastor, all these before your name is that the highest position that you can get any takers for that <laughs> no, <laughs> alright so well, let's see what the highest position is the highest calling that someone can walk in is what? A servant. All right. So the highest position that you can walk in is a servant. Be a servant. All right. Here we, I'm going to go through a few scriptures. All right. The highest position in the church is actually the lowest position that you can be. The highest position you can be in the church is the lowest position that you can be. All right. Here we have Paul speaking to the Roman church. All right. He's introducing himself to the Roman church in Romans chapter 1, verse 1. All right. Now, take, going back into history, back in the time when, when Paul was addressing the Roman church, it was the Roman Empire that was ruling, the na- ruling most of the world. All right. And so, for them, the word servant meant that you're like a rug that you wipe your feet on and walk over. Alright, so that's what the word servant meant to the Romans. And here he is addressing the Roman church, starting off Romans chapter 1, verse 1. And he starts off by saying, Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. Everybody says servant. Alright, notice that he identifies himself as a servant before he identi- uh, introduces himself as an apostle. All right? He identifies himself as a servant. I, Jesus said, I have come to serve you. The King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Son 
of God came to this world and he said, I have come to serve you. Philippians chapter 1, verse 1, Paul and Timothy write into the Philippian, uh, Paul is writing to the Philippian church and he introduces in, introduce himself and Paul, he says, Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Jesus Christ. Notice again, servants, say servants. James chapter 1, verse 1. Alright? It says, James, a bond servant. Alright? James introducing, introducing himself says, James, a bond servant of God. Everybody says servants. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. It says, Peter, a bond servant. Simon Peter, a bond servant. And notice again, and apostle of Jesus Christ. So what was this deal? Why couldn't they say, I am, a, I am Simon Peter, an apostle called by God. I have, have, have come to serve you. It takes humility to recognize yourself and identify yourself as a servant. As someone who has come to serve. Alright? So the highest position that you can walk in as a Christian is to walk as a servant. Is it easy? No, it's not. But is it important? Yes, it is. We can't get so caught up with our titles, with our, with our PhDs and our masters and all these things. You know, you have, you know, you sometimes you walk into these universities and you have these credentials of all these lecturers and you get freaked out when you see those credentials. All right. You know, you UK, SL, and then Australia, and England, and USA, and all these credentials from all these universities, you know, and you, you just freak out. But all those credentials will give you nothing if you don't know how to serve. Amen? Your identity is not in what you do. It is in whose you are. Your identity is not in what you do, not being the greatest, most successful businessman, not being the most greatest, successful whatever you want to be, not even being the greatest, successful you know, speaker or pastor or whatever it is. It is not in what you do. Your identity is in who you belong to. Do you know who you belong to this morning is the question. If you know who you belong to, you know if the one you belong to, if he came to serve, then you have to serve. I'm going to read Luke chapter 12, verse 15. This is, I'm reading this from the message translation. All right. It says, take care. All right. And there's an exclamation mark. My wife was teaching, uh, you know, all these, um, you know, different, uh, you know, she's the English teacher and. I have to listen to all the English classes that she does. And so she was, uh, you know, explaining uh, to her students uh, about, uh, what are they called? Punctuation. Okay. Punctuations. And so, yeah. Uh, apart from that part, I was listening to the others. Okay. <laughs> all right. Punctuations. And so she said, when you use an exclamation, that means like you're trying to get somebody's attention. Or you're trying to get somebody's attention. I was like, where was I in school when they were teaching these things? <laughs> All right? It's like, I'm learning so much more listening to my wife. And I was like, 
uh, was I in school or did my teachers do a crappy job? I don't know. I think the teachers, I don't know. I, I love my teachers. <laughs> I love my teachers. All right. I think I was, I was just not in school. As my, oh, even though I was in school, like some people in church, your, your body is here, but your mind is not here. Something like that in school. All right. So it's a, yeah, here it says, take care, and there's a punctuation mark. So here uh, he's trying to get some attention. He's saying, take care. Protect yourself against the least bit of greed. Oh, he's got it there. Thanks, Leslie. All right, take care. Protect yourself against the least bit of greed. Life is not defined by what you have. Even when you have a lot. Life is not defined by what you have. People strive so much, work so hard, do so, so many things to gain so much. But guess what? Your life is not defined by all your credentials. By how many bank accounts you have. How much of money you've saved in those accounts. And what you are leaving behind. It was all good. But it is not defined by that. Amen. Your life is defined by how good a servant you are. We talk about great people. Even in the Bible, we talk about so many great people. Why do we still talk about them up to date? We don't talk. We talk about them because they served. Up to date, what is written in this word is about how they served God's people. We talk about great leaders in the world. You talk about great leaders, if you notice, you look back, you talk about great leaders, people like Nelson Mandela, people like Mother Teresa. Why do we talk about them? People like Martin Luther King. Why do people still talk about them? Why? One common thing they all had was they served selflessly. They served selflessly. If you want to be remembered, when you leave the face of this earth, be a servant. A lot of people, a lot of kids, I didn't have any maids looking after me. All right. But a lot of people, as kids, if they have maids, you know, they remember the fun times they had with their maids more than the times they have, fun times they had with their parents. Because they served them and they took time for them. you taking time to serve people? Are you so caught up? I'm not just saying you. Are we so caught up being so busy getting things done to be successful? If somebody asks you a question, what do you do? Do you have the humility to say, I'm a servant? Question to ponder. Second point. The highest place, the first point was the highest position. The highest position is to be a servant. Second point, the highest place. In the kingdom of God, the highest place. Let me break to you the news. The highest place is the lowest place. Mark chapter 9, verse 33 to 35. Then he came to Capernaum, 
And when he was in the house, he, he asked them, what was it you disputed among yourselves on the road? But they kept silent. For on the road, they had disputed among themselves who would be the greatest. And he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If any of you desires to be the first, he shall be the last. Sorry, he shall be the last of all and servant of all. The highest position in the church is to be the last of all and a servant of all. Well, you might say, Pastor, then why do we pray? We pastored Mitch asked, Kayla asked, Pastor Mitch asked us to make declarations and we wrote down declarations. I shall be the head and not the tail. I shall be above and not beneath. You know, are we, you know if, if we are supposed to be the head, why is he talking about us being the least? Let me get there. See, we as a church, we are, are, one of our core values is that we believe that we are called to serve. We love to serve. We love to serve our community. We love to serve our nation. We need to be available to serve. All right? You need to make yourself available. The way to go higher in the kingdom of God is that you have to go lower. It is, it is the kingdom of God operates in the total opposite way the world operates. The world tells you that if you want to go up higher, you got to work harder. You got to do it for yourself. You got to push your way through. You can, you know, if you have to trample somebody, walk over somebody. Oh, I don't want to say it, but you know, you want to do it, you just have to do it so that you can go up higher. But the kingdom of God says, if you want to go up higher, you got to serve. If you want to go up higher, can you go a little bit more lower? Isn't that amazing? All right. If you, the kingdom of God, op, kingdom of God operates like this. If you want to have authority, you got to learn to be under authority. If you want to receive, you got to learn to give. If you want to live, wow! Guess what you got to do? You got to learn to die. But if you want to have authority, you got to be under authority. If you want to, if you want to receive, you got to give. If you want to live, you got to die. If you want to take notes, use a pen and a paper. All right, Job chapter 5, I'm not going to go through all the scriptures. All right, so you can take down these uh, passages. You can go home and read them. Job chapter 5, verse 11, he says, He sets on high those who are lowly. Luke chapter 1, verse 52, it says, He puts down the mighty and exalts the humble. Matthew chapter 23, verse 12, he says, He, ex he who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. Wow. You can also write down 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Your determination to go high in the kingdom is not so that you can be glorified and magnified. Your determination in the kingdom to go higher, it should be... So that I want to go up higher so that I can take others higher with me. God does, not want to, God does not want to exalt you so that you can be seen. God wants to exalt you so that you can be a servant. Amen. Right out of time. Let's go to my third point. The highest prize. The highest prize in the kingdom of God 
is to know Jesus. Knowing Jesus is a prize. Say it's a prize. Jesus says, if you want to follow me, what does it say? Take up your cross once a month, every Sunday. What does it say? Daily. So knowing Jesus is a prize. Amen. We're going to, Philippians chapter 3 verse 7 to 10. It says, but what these things were gained to me, these I have counted or considered lost for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. This is Paul writing. You know, Pastor Mitch was explaining what Paul had gone through. And count them rubbish, count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Everybody say rubbish. Everybody say gain Christ. See, Paul writing here to the Philippian church, he says, everything that I have gained, all the ministry I have done, all the people I have met, all the amazing things that I have done, I've seen thousands of people come to know Jesus. I have planted churches. I have, I have been a successful person. He's been a successful businessman. He was a tent maker. He was a very successful man. He was a very educated man. He was a very qualified man. He, was, he had done everything. And he said, having done all these things, encountered with Jesus, wow. Encountered the presence of God. In a powerful way that, churn, that turned his life around, he became Paul from a soul. And he said, having experienced and done all these things, I gain all that, I count all that rubbish. And this word rubbish, excuse me for being so graphic about it, but I have to explain it the way it is. This is Paul who wrote it. So if you have a problem, when you get to heaven, ask Paul why he put it in there. In the Greek translation, the word rubbish it translates to the meaning animal dung. Animal in a more understanding way. Animal poop. He said, all these things that I have gained is like animal poop, animal dung compared that I may gain Christ. I, I'm willing to pay whatever it takes to gain Christ, is what he said. Whatever it takes, sacrifice whatever it takes, give up whatever it takes, forfeit whatever it takes. You can get old and not mature. A sign of maturity in the kingdom of God is your humility. See, God exalts you in the kingdom of God so that you can be a blessing. God exalts you in the kingdom of God so that you can serve more. God blesses you so that you can bless more. This is amazing about the life of Paul. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9, he wrote the book of Corinthians 10 years before he died, 56 B.C., and he says here, in writing to the Corinthian church, he says, I am the least of all the apostles. Mind you, 10 years before, after doing all these amazing things, after having such an amazing ministry, after writing more than 75% of the, of the New Testament, 
having encounters with the presence of God, not met Jesus, but done such a great impact for the kingdom of God. He says, For I am the least of the apostles, whom I am not worthy to be called an apostle. Mind you, this is after all this achievement, he's writing this. What humility takes to write something like this. And guess what? He didn't write this just to one person or one church so that it's going to be torn and thrown away. 1,700 years later, 1,800 years later, it's still been read to show what a humble man he was. Three years before he died, he wrote to the Ephesian church and he said, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8, less than the least of all the saints, you and I, we are the saints. He compared himself, the greatest apostle in the New Testament, he compared himself to the saints and said, I am the least of all the saints. What humility. And two years before he died, writing in the book of Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15, he says, I am the chief of all sinners. He said, you think you are sinners? You think you're a sinner? I am the Godfather of all sinners. I am the chief of all sinners. What humility it takes. And notice this. He gets, he gets more and more humble closer to his death. Because he knew everything I gained was nothing compared to what I gained in knowing Jesus. Are you ready to go up higher? But if you are getting ready to go up higher, let me tell you one thing. Are you ready to go lower? He just keeps going down and down, lower and lower of his self-assessment of who he will be without Christ. Paul here explains, what am I without Christ? Let us make it our prayer this morning that we want to learn to be humble just as Jesus taught us to be humble. You gotta ask the Lord to help you to make to be to humble yourself. Your righteousness comes from Christ, not from the works of the law. And the goal of our life is to know more about Jesus. Insecurity is our biggest hurdle to be to be in here. Insecurity is the biggest hurdle for humility. Prideful people have have an area of insecurity. And because of that insecurity, we want to prove ourselves. We find it difficult to be humble. Because we want to achieve 
that we can be somebody significant. But this morning, I want to encourage us as a church, as we talk on these four foundations, and as we emphasize on the foundation of humility today, I want to encourage you, come, let's all go a bit lower this morning so that God can take us higher.